Hey, alright. And welcome. Better yet, I'm Tim Crisp, your host. Better yet, is a conversation about music. And our conversation this week is with Matt Schimelfenegg, Matt of Three Man Cannon, and Gladdy. Been looking forward to this one. Bubba's, thank you for joining us. Thank you to Nambi for our intro music, Marcus Nuccio for our graphics. Each week, you can see all those on our website, betteryapod.com. Invite you all to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Follow us on Bandcamp, betteryapodcast.bandcamp.com. Sun has been out, Bubba's. I've been kicking it outside with no coat on. Me and Hadley and Lily. In the backyard, they're running around like a couple of maniacs while I fill shopping bags with a winter's worth of poop. It's been a good week here, though. Much better than last week when I was all alone. Since we last spoke, I've moved on from the Robert Pollard book, Too Cruel to Be Kind, a book about Nick Lowe that was written by Will Birch, who was in the records. I didn't even know this until he casually mentioned my old band, the records, yeah. Starry eyes, we know. But this Nick Lowe, I'll tell you what. I think I put myself in a bad situation reading these books about these insanely prolific songwriters. Everything takes me forever. Nick Lowe's just like, yeah, I wrote Cruel to Be Kind from my old band. I just learned this cool chord, so I wanted to use that. And he just drinks vodka and orange juice all day and produces Elvis Costello records like every other day. Robert Pollard drinks 30 Miller Lights for band practice. I'm sitting here with a mug root beer talking to no one. There's no one else in this room. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash better yet podcast where we've got some fun audio visual programming available to you. We just had Dave Garwacki. We started If You Make It and the Pink Couch Sessions on. Dave was also in Laura Stevenson's band. He was one of the cans. We've got a bunch of audio from the Life's Work podcast about Laura Stevenson's Sit Resist over there. All my interviews with Laura, as well as my conversation with Chris Gethard. Plus, we get a weekly contribution from our guests. we got covers, Drunken Angel by Lucinda Williams. As performed by Slaughter Beach Dog, Monica doing Falling Away From Me by Corn, Augusta did June on the West Coast by Bright Eyes and Demos from Anika Pyle. Mikey Erg dropped several for us. And this week, a brand new one coming from my man Matt. A new song called One Of. It's just Matt playing everything. It's so good. And you can only hear it on our patreon and we've got two tiers of pledging for the patreon you can come in at three dollars a month that will give you access to all the bonus audio and visual content we're posting weekly and if you pledge ten dollars a month you'll get all that plus every three months we're sending out some cool merchandise we've got custom printed pocket notebooks and a zine it's on the way it's gonna be so good i'm so pumped for it Here's the thing, too, about our Patreon. We split the revenue from this podcast equally between the show, the guests, and organizations chosen by our guests. We're paying Matt for his time for this interview. 
We're also sending money this week to Prevention Point. Prevention Point in Philadelphia is a nonprofit public health organization providing harm reduction services such as HIV testing, needle exchange, and housing to folks in Philadelphia and the surrounding areas. Happy to be helping them out this week. If you'd like to support them and to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. All right. My guest this week is Matt Schimelfenig. Matt has been a topic of conversation on this podcast these last couple of months. Of course, he plays Sing Gladdy with Augusta Koch. He also mixed Slaughter Beach Dogs at the Moon Base and produced Anika Pyle's Wild River. But let me tell you something about this guy, Matt. I remember the first time I heard him and his band, Three Man Cannon. It was at a house in Chicago. Said a few names. He used to be called Summer Camp, but when Kite Party and Three Man Cannon rolled into town in the summer of 2014, it was called Didi Ramon's Funky Lab. Shout out, Vinnie Mudd. And that Three Man Cannon set blew me away. They just made a record called Pretty Many People, and they followed that up with an EP called Well, I Know You Then. Got a great history with that record. We talk about it in the interview. Top five EP of the last decade for me. Easy. And a self-titled full length in 2018 that I put on all my lists that year. They amassed quite a catalog. This was a band that started when Matt and the rest of them were still in high school. Unfortunately, in July of 2019, Spencer Hogan's, who played bass in Three Man Cannon, unexpectedly passed away. Spencer also played in Cherry and Cave People. Very sad and shocking loss for Matt, Augusta, and that whole community of friends and musicians in Philly and anyone connected to the music that Spencer was a part of, myself included. Uh, This is a really, really great conversation that I was just lucky to be a part of. I'm excited to share it with you all this week. Please tell a friend about the show rate and subscribe patreon.com slash better yet podcast all right here's me and matt shemelfenegg fucking down to business here man can you st- can you pronounce your last name for me <laughs> yeah i sure can it's Schimmelfinnick. okay now is that like you know, like pennsylvania dutch what is that? yeah i guess it's like german okay you know like um because i know ring. like uh it's definitely like a americanized combination of like german words you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um and yeah, 
I think it's like, you know, I but maybe similar to Pennsylvania. I don't know. I honestly don't know too much about my family past like yeah my grandpa. You know, so like who knows? But <laughs> but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's my last name, and <laughs> no one knows how to say it or spell it. So, <laughs> some people do. Some, but you people, know, yeah, your parents. Yeah, exactly. You know, my parents, brothers. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it was funny when we did that tour um, with Modern Baseball, and we were in Germany, and I was like, you know, the joke the whole time was like, oh wow, like I'll finally, we'll be in Germany, and everybody would be like, oh wow, yeah, you know, uh-huh. it's it's, it, it's going to be as common as like Smith or something over there. Yeah. And then I was I was talking to uh, the person who was like the tour manager, and I was like asking like, oh, is it, you know, like my last name Schillenfinnig, isn't that like? And she was like, no, no one has that name over here. And I was like, God damn it, no one has that name anywhere, I guess. But, so, um, and you, you grew up in Scranton, right? Yeah, or pretty around much around that area. Yeah, like kind of like right outside Scranton. In this, uh, it's like a smaller, I guess, like if. I don't know if, if suburb is the right word because I don't know if Scranton's really big enough to like have suburbs, you know. But right. it, yeah, that yeah, that yeah. idea, it's is this, uh, like it's called Clark Summit. Mm-hmm. Are you folks still yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, they they still live at the the house that I grew up in. What do they What do they do? Um. Well, so now my dad is a he's a mailman. Uh, he works for the post office. Oh hell um, yeah! Which is relatively new. I mean, he started that job like. I want to say maybe like seven or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and my mom is now um, uh, a nurse practitioner at a, a nursing home up in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what what was your dad doing before he became a, a mail carrier? Well, um, for most of like when growing up, he actually, he owned uh, like a like small like convenience store. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just like, uh, you know, like a quick check, kind of like, yeah, like you know, like a, like a, a you know, like a corner store in Philly, but it's just like, you yeah, know, it just has candy, cigarettes, uh, some food, some stuff, you know. Hell yeah! Mostly people just buy cigarettes and lottery tickets, but yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so he had that until I want to say like I was maybe fourteen or so. Uh huh. Um, yeah. But you got siblings? Yeah, I have. Uh, I got four brothers. Holy shit! Where yeah, are you yeah. in all that? <laughs> so I'm the I'm the second oldest. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I have, I have an older brother, younger brother, and then my two youngest brothers are twins, and they're wow. ten years younger than me. Yeah. Holy shit! Kinda, yeah. You're kind of like a big, big gap there. Yeah, you're you're kind of an uncle ish. Yeah, or yeah, a cool pretty much. Older cousin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if they think I'm that cool, but <laughs> they used to. But oh, now you are. Than, than you nah, are not to them. They like they, they like they like sports and shit. You know, it's, they'll grow out of that. Yeah. They, they, what are they gonna they do? They think they're gonna cool. go pro? <laughs> tell them, tell them to dream smaller. Yeah, that's true. I should I should probably throughout the age where I should start crushing their dreams a little bit. You know, just to. <laughs> <laughs> was there music in the house when you were growing up um not not a lot honestly like a little bit um but not never like 
like never not like we were like oh we're listening to music all the time or like um mm-hmm. we had a piano um but because my mom likes to play piano and she sings um not 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 that often really but like um you know she definitely like liked that um i think she was like when she was younger she really liked doing a lot a lot more you know um so there was like that element to it um and my dad would listen to music um i remember him telling me that he like he but he only really listened to like a few things i remember he was like i really like bluegrass and i really like elo <laughs> yeah and I was, like those are the two things and i was like all right that's cool um and i remember my mom really liked carly simon which i really like too um, yeah i never got into but, carly simon she all right i mean honestly i i haven't listened to it in a while yeah. um but i just i do remember my mom having like a best of carly simon tape uh-huh. that would be in our car growing up and like really liking that tape yeah whenever we'd be driving around and like listening to it but um i haven't uh, yeah I, I can't say as an adult i've really like dove back in you know kinda mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. what's going on but i feel so, like i probably still like it so uh I like piano yeah Th- there's got to be good sounds on there Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so when do you remember, like, getting into music, like, you know, big time? Um, well, I remember, I'd say probably around, like, I think it was around, like, fifth or sixth grade. I remember that um, at my grandma's house, there was an acoustic guitar that um, used to be my uncle's, so, like, my mom's brother that mm-hmm. he had from like when he was a kid but like you know obviously he's an adult and moved out of that point but there was an acoustic guitar there that i was always like oh this would be cool like i'd like to start playing guitar like because it was around that age too like I, I started like listening to more music trying to like you know find bands that i like and start to like you know kind of get into music on my own a little bit yeah. more rather than just like you know listening to the tapes that are in the car or like whatever song my older brother had downloaded on the computer or something, you know? Um, yeah. So I was like, Hey, can I, do you think I can like, I want to learn how to play guitar. Do you think I can like, could I play this guitar? Um, and that was like, they're like, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess why not? Like it's literally just sitting in like a closet here, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. so I started doing that and I think I took lessons for like, three months or something and i was just like this fucking sucks and like yeah it was like one of those things where like my parents were like okay yeah you take lessons and we pay like you know 15 dollars every time you go to a lesson and then you come home and you don't do anything with it like you know are you do you want to do this and i was just like yeah uh i guess not because <laughs> like you know i don't want to go like playing out of the fucking whatever that guitar book is like it's just like Right, scales and this isn't row, row, row. Yeah, this is like exactly. Um, So I stopped doing that for a little bit, um, but still really wanted to play guitar. So I just like was trying to just like learn songs on my own, and um, you know, this is also around the time like uh, 
So my friend Dennis, who also plays in Three Man Cannon, mm-hmm. um, we were you know in school together at that time too, and we were pretty good friends then. And we were like, yeah, we want to play music. Like we were both kind of getting it, into it at the same time. So we started to try to like play some songs together, you know, learn some stuff. Like finally, I was like, wait, I can't be playing acoustic guitar. Like I need we're gonna be playing this stuff and the stuff that we want to play. Like I need a electric guitar and an amp and you know yeah what was the what um, was it they were trying to play i mean a lot of stuff like you know blink 182 no effects uh you know all all stuff kind of in that world of um you know what you would expect some middle school seventh eighth grade kid to listen to at that time right it's like whatever's whatever's like 2004 2005 yeah if it's on Tony yeah. Hawk 3, we want to play it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Some ska, too. Yeah. Oh, you know. of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> so, and that, so that's, you've known Dennis then for years and years, and the, and the rest of Three Man Cannon mm-hmm. all since high school, middle school? Yeah. I mean, so I've known Dennis. Dennis and I have been friends since about first grade. Wow. You know, like, um, that's when we met. I used to, you know, we'd go hang out at each other's houses. Um, and then Pat, <clears throat> we've known for a long time because he also went to the same school that we went to, like same elementary school, but he was a year ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we like knew each other and we were, you know, we were definitely like friends and in, in, in as much of like, you know, you just like kids hanging out in the neighborhood kind of yeah doing kid stuff and running around and like he would be there and we're like you know we're all hanging out um but i feel like we became like actual friends more like in high school when we started doing more music stuff um and then spencer we met in high school because when we we all ended up going to the same high school together Mm -hmm. so we met him like freshman freshman year so so when does it does three man cannon start while you're still in high school yeah um that started i mean like i mean really it started with me spencer and dennis um like freshman year of high school yeah which just the three of us um honestly like just three of us like covering a bunch of against me songs and like calling it a band but um uh (laughs) but then i i think like after we did that for like maybe six months or so we also were like you know what it'd be it maybe would be kind of nice to have a drummer um right so that's when we talked to pat about if he asking if he wanted to play drums for us because pat had already he'd been playing in a few bands at that point um and like we kind of got i got to like know him like again through that because like i would see him play shows with his bands you know so and like, it kind of went for me like oh yeah we like know each other but like also yeah wait you doing this thing that we also want to do too maybe we could yeah link up sure. you know and do it together but and like that area was starting to like pop a little bit you have like the menzingers and captain yeah, were totally. sinking I mean, is kite party from yeah. there too close kite by they're from tamaqua okay so kind of close it's about like an hour or so um but close enough, you know, like, um, like we met, 
all like you know russell and all them um they used to play in this band called the mother daughter team mm-hmm. and um we met them because we ended up playing a show with them at uh there was this this venue in wilkes-barre which is like 20 25 minutes uh south of scranton um but there's this venue called cafe metropolis which was like the like all ages venue that mm-hmm. like you know cool like touring bands that you'd want to see would come through but also they'd have just like you know they'd also just let anybody play there too so like yeah um so we met them through that so like they were close enough that we could like kind of like meet in the middle like that and like link up but um but yeah i mean there definitely were all all of those things happening even like you know it's funny that it was all kind of happening like i feel like the like Menzingers, Captain Sinking, Tiger Shot, like they st- kind of like started and were like doing their thing together. And then, like, also, even just that group, like, were in bands together before even all those bands. And so mm-hmm. they already had this thing that, like, when we were starting our band, didn't even really like know that they were doing that as much. Like, we were kind of like outside a little bit, you know, yeah. and like, but then, um, Pretty early on um, was when we met, like, Adam and Ben from Tiger's Jaw, and uh, then, like, that kind of, like, we started playing shows with them, and that kind of, like, opened up, like, oh, shit, like, there's all these people doing this. This is really cool, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it's all happening at the same time, but I think we were, it did take us, like, a second to, like, be like, oh, we have to you guys are already doing this, but we have to find you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which totally. wasn't too hard in Scranton, obviously, because it's not that big of a place, you know, <laughs> there's basically only one scene. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's funny. Like I listening to, uh, Norman and sound and fury or what is it? What is it? The sound oh, and fury? Oh, Nelson. Yeah. Nelson. Yeah. 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 When I say Norman, that is, <laughs> when you say against yeah, me, it's like, Oh yeah, shit. That's those. in the fucking, that's in the <laughs> DNA of that. It's not that I thought it was <laughs> very obvious. <laughs> but, you know. When did you get like when did you start to get interested in recording? You think? Um, I mean, it's it's always something I've like been interested in like um especially like even just early on. Like I remember the first thing I've thought was like blowing my mind when like trying to like get into recording and stuff was um i had this uh <laughs> it was like this, this weird like you know those like a uh, karaoke machines mm-hmm. that have yeah. like they're like the old school they have like the, the the screen on them but like they would have like the wired mic to them and it would have yep. like either like a cd player or tape or something mm-hmm. but um i remember like i was like oh wow okay the tape thing you can you can hit record and it records, you know, whatever. So I was like, okay, I can play guitar and, uh, hit record. And then I can hear back what I was playing. Okay. I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then once I started doing that, then I was like, well, because then I would like play back what I had been playing and I would play guitar to myself, you know? Yeah. And I was like, man, this is really cool. Cause now you can like, I don't know. <laughs> At that point, like, because I've never been, like, that good at guitar, so it's, like, way more fun to, like, 
be able to like layer stuff like that because then like you don't mm-hmm. have to be like super skilled at just doing one thing um yeah and you can also like be a little bit more intuitive where you're just like playing off of something that's there it's like yeah there's like a degree of separation from actually like, totally yeah yeah you know. and then you don't have to be like thinking about like what you're doing while trying to do like another thing on top of it you know you can kind of like your brain can be like okay i'm just i can focus on one thing at a time while still having another thing happening you know yeah um but then i also was like had the you know realization that i was like well wait a minute if i'm sitting here playing to this guitar that i already recorded then i could actually get another tape recorder uh-huh and i could play and hit record on that one and then that would record the two things it would record the thing that's coming out of the speaker and me playing in the moment and so then that would be on that tape machine so then i could play that one back play along to that and just keep doing it forever and ever and ever and i was like that's cool and i was like my mind was blown right and then of course like i, I realized like you know a few years later that like Les Paul had figured that out like 70 years ago, but <laughs> still at the time I was like, man, this is awesome. Um, so I feel like that was like kind of the start of me being like, man, recording is pretty cool. You know, like being able yeah. to just play something and listen to it. Like, you know, I like listening to music and it's cool to like be able to listen to music that, that you've made, you know? And like, make Mm. sounds and stuff um i think i've always been interested in like just like creating sounds and stuff and just you know yeah hearing them back um but i think also then beyond that um we so three man cannon actually that sound fury (laughs) uh record that you're talking about that was when we made that in high school um Uh and we actually we we made that at a studio that um was like near scranton because <laughs> we had we had won a, a battle of the bands um Fucking we, yes. we played a battle of the bands uh-huh. we won 20, 20 hours of studio time at this studio so we're like oh yeah this will be great like let's go we're gonna make a record you know like this is cool <laughs> and it uh wasn't it wasn't the best experience but not not for any fault of like the studio or like the person running the studio or anything like really especially in hindsight like looking back on some of the stuff we're just like oh my god like i can't believe like you know we're one you know kids who don't really know anything about anything in terms of like trying to do anything like technical like that Uh and two we were like trying to be like at that time especially like you know we were trying to be punk we're like no we don't need fucking nice shit we don't need like distortion on our guitars we just we'll just play our songs straight into the amp and that's fine Uh so like looking back you know and like listening to how that sounds now i'm like oh god this sounds like shit but um looking back on like moments of like i remember (laughs) i had this you know the the like kind of the starter amp that everybody has where it's like that like crate combo amp you know and bringing that to the studio (laughs) and this guy who is like you know probably like in his 30s or something i don't really remember but uh going to record guitar and him being like yeah i mean it's cool like we have this you know we got this fender if you want to use or have like you know these cool like older amps and i remember me just being like oh no dude i brought my amp like it's fine 
I, no, listen, I have man. an aunt. I'll just I don't use my <laughs> aunt, dude. Yeah. Listen, I already got this. I already got this all set. Okay, so don't, I don't fuck need with my you tone. trying to mess with my sound, man. So, yeah. <laughs> so like stuff like that, like because we like finished it and we're like, man, I don't know. That was like not not super great, and like everything you know doesn't sound great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the time, we were like, yeah, oh fuck, you know, like that. I don't know what it was like, but then like, you know, the the wisdom of hindsight you're just like oh shit that was definitely more on us than anything really yeah but well, um, i mean fucking at least he didn't have to pay for it that's true you know we got There's that, lessons. that sweet yeah yeah battle How of did, bands hours you know dude I feel did bad you win guy, <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i don't know i'm sure he got a pretty good uh deal from the city for offering yeah, that there's up. gotta be something you know yeah <laughs> so what when you he, he won nice. the battle of the bands did you win on original material or was there like a cover that like that honestly is i think the only reason we won <laughs> because we were pretty much the only band to play our own songs so uh-huh. i think that's why they're like okay you guys just like win by default because you just wrote your own songs <laughs> you know like i don't I don't think they were like, oh my god, this is amazing, holy shit, but I think, because I mean, I remember there was this band that played, that like, <clears throat> the people in it w- were pretty nice, and they were like, a fucking good band, like, they were like, way more skilled than us, but they were also just like, playing Led Zeppelin songs and shit, and yeah. so like, I think, just the, uh, I think the original, the original song category was heavily weighted in the, the judges Mm-hmm. book for that one so um yeah <laughs> i remember there was also another band that was very mad that we won they wanted to fight dennis but um just yeah, dennis it was... not the rest of you just yeah, dennis no just just dennis i mean i think like just because they like saw dennis was just happened to be the person they saw after the like um you know Big big reveal that we were the the winners of the Mount Pocono Battle of the Bands, but um, I remember like they like they were walking by Dennis and like gave him the like the like bro like you know kind of like shoulder check being like yeah, you fuck you like you know and Dennis was like what are you, why are you so mad about this it literally I mean you know I kind of wish they got those twenty hours of studio time maybe but man I love that yeah. story. It's the point though too also was because after that, once the next time we were gonna record a two man cannon thing, which was the, the Nelson EP, um we were like, Well, definitely not going back to a studio, you know. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? Like my friend had um one of those like digital like multi track recorders that are just like one mm-hmm. unit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah. Fuck that. Definitely not going to the studio. Like, I was like, I think, I think we could just record it ourselves. Like, you know, I'll borrow this thing. Like, I've been looking into stuff, like, and trying to, like, mess around with, like, doing my own recording. Like, I was like, I think I could, I could definitely do it, you know? Um, so that's how starting doing that and, like, you know, unfortunately for Three Man Cannon and all the other bands I was in at the time, they had to be, like, the guinea pigs of me making, like, terrible fucking sounding recordings to try to figure out uh 
what it actually is I'm doing, you know? <laughs> well, I will I'm say that by the time you get to uh, pretty many people, like, not only are the recordings <clears throat> sounding much better, but your band has definitely, like, moved into phase 2.0 anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think also, like, the thing around that, that time, too, is, um, you know, we also, like, kind of had, like, a little, like, break in there from, like, high school to when we kind of started back up. Mm-hmm. Um, because <clears throat> Spencer, like, Spencer and I, you know, we graduated from high school and then we moved to Philly, but uh, Pat and Dennis still lived in Scranton. And it was also around the time, too, like, they were pretty busy because, like, they played Tiger's Jaw as mm-hmm. well. Um and like not that Tiger's Jaw was ever like super busy at that time, but definitely like you know, m- way more busy than us doing anything. Yeah. So like Yeah, yeah. Um I like kind of like that like first like year, year and a half or so, um after we moved from Scranton to Philly, we were kind of just like, Yeah, maybe we'll do some band stuff eventually. Um but not not super high on the list right now, you know. Right. Um, so I think like it definitely was like a little bit of a once we kind of got back into the swing of things, it was like okay, we're you know we're changing it up a little bit in in a natural sense of like you know obviously like things always change as time goes on, but like just even in the sense of like we're the same band, it's the same people, but we're kind of starting over in the sense of like yeah you know we had this break and now we're just everybody's in like in different different spots you know um but but yeah um so there's definitely like some some difference there and then like when we did pretty many people that was also right around the time when i started like working at a studio in philly yeah yeah um so that helped a lot (laughs) Definitely a lot in like trying to make our recording sound good because like having one being able to like learn from somebody who actually knows how to record shit. Yeah. And then being able to like, you know, have that like intern access of like the guy who owns the studio being like, yeah, I mean, like you could you have a key here. You can if you want to do shit overnight, I don't care. You know, like you can definitely. So that that was huge for, you know what we were trying to do but yeah so that's a that's a recorded after hours at minor street yeah a lot of it i mean a lot of it also was at our house too like because also at that time we lived um we all lived together in philly at a house that um you know we had like a little basement set up like recording Mm -hmm. thing um so it was like kind of like a, a hybrid of those two those two things. Um, mm-hmm. Like I remember, we got one one day that we that Pat Pat recorded all the drums, um, which was kind of insane because like he was he was like recording drums for like he hadn't even heard some of the songs before. Um, but it was also just like at that time, especially I was like, yeah, I think we could get like a day, but like that's probably it. So like if we don't, we kind of have to do this, you know. <laughs> So it would be, like, listening back to, like, Pat would just, like, go out and be like, okay, this is the tempo. And he'd just play some stuff and we'd be like, yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. Can we 
do the next one because like we have like nine more to get through you know um but yeah that so just having yeah having all that definitely um shaped a lot of that you know yeah for sure that's fucking that's really funny um so how does it line up timeline wise does um uh was it dennis and dennis and pat were playing in tiger's jaw did did their leaving kind of reignite things with three-man cannon um not even necessarily i mean not in that like direct you know like we're leaving yeah we're putting the band back together but yeah yeah no because i mean even like you know we started back up before like they were still playing with tiger shot like even when we lived when we lived in that house together um which was like right when we put out pretty many people um Mm -hmm. They were still playing in Tiger's Shot for like maybe like the first, I think it was like the winter, early spring of that year was when they decided that they were going to leave. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, we we were already like, you know, doing stuff, operating at a pace of like, that wasn't necessarily like, oh, we can't do as much as we want to because Pat and Dennis are super busy with Tiger Shot. Because like, at that time... You know, Tiger Shot, like, wasn't crazy busy. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think Ben maybe was still in school. Like, Adam even maybe was still in school. I don't know. Like, there's definitely, like, they were a band that they were like, okay, we can go on tour. You know, we have people that would come out and see us. But, like, we also have all these other things in our life going on that, like, we're not about to be like, fuck it. Let's drop everything. We're going to go on tour for six months out of the year. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think, like, you know, once they decided that they were going to stop playing in Tiger Shaw, it did make it so, like, okay, well, we could, if we, like, you know, really wanted to to push it, we could, like, try to do a lot more. And um, and I feel like, you know, in the, in the few years after that, we did probably do more than we had ever done as a band. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wouldn't say it's, like, a direct result, you know? Yeah, um, for sure as of, of them because they i mean they played in tiger shot like it was kind of like right after we met tiger i feel like <laughs> i feel like we met tiger shot when we were like i don't know like 16 or so and then like you know played a few shows with them and then like six months later pat and dennis were like oh yeah we're, we're in tiger shot now <laughs> and we're like all right cool right because they um, they played on but, on charmer and mm-hmm. i think that they were that's that's the story right is they were kind of like we'll We'll help record this. They were, they had already, yeah, they were like, we're already, um, you know, we're leaving the band, but you're, we're doing this record. So we'll, we'll, we'll go and record it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you worked that on that record too, right? You engineered that? Uh, in a very small sense. Like, so the song that Pat, um, has on that song, uh, I think it's like, I envy your apathy. Mm -hmm. Um, he they recorded pretty much all of it at Studio Four, but he had um some like overdub guitar and vocals and stuff that he wanted to do for it still. So we recorded some of that stuff at our house gotcha. in Philly. Gotcha. Um, but the, yeah, that that was pretty much it. I I mean, but. It, so I feel like you you know Three Man Cannon from the outside 
looking in there it there seems to be a really nice balance with the project because it's like you're you're starting to pick up like recording around that 2014 2015 time and and it seems like everybody is doing other musical things too and then you got like this band is that kind of how it like balanced out um kind of like you mean like other people in the band or like yeah i just it, it, to me it it just seems like a very healthy balance of a of a band yeah yeah no i mean i i think like we've always kind of had that of like um and you know maybe at some points to like our detriment of like trying to be a more active band but like it was always like yeah i mean we'll you know do things at our own pace we'll do you know like there's no there's never any pressure no one ever has to feel like you know oh my god like this is taking over my life if it's like becoming too much or like you know everybody has other stuff going on and this is something that like we started a really long time ago because we wanted to and because we enjoyed it Mm -hmm. and we don't want that to like go away um and have anybody feel like oh my god like this is overwhelming but i feel like i can't like get away from it i don't want to let anybody down or like we were you know i think it also helped that we you know we had known each other for so long so it was like Mm -hmm. a very like you know we're friends first and we just happen to play in a band together yeah um so <clears throat> definitely made it pretty comfortable with each other and just like what we wanted to to do, you know. Yeah. Guess when you say like to our own detriment, was there like a a feeling that like oh let's no we could if we want to. Do we want to? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got bands I mean, yeah. all around you, too, that are just, like, saying, all right, we're going for it, and it's fucking working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I think, like, you know, since I feel like, and even maybe just being, like, because of being, like, surrounded by bands like that, and, like, since we did kind of, like, comparatively, like, work at, like, a slower pace and, like, do, like, you know... I don't know things like that or like it was just kind of like I don't don't think any of us in the band was going to be that person that's going to be like you know what no fuck it let's fucking do it Mm -hmm. we're hitting it hard we're gonna you know do this all the time like you know let's really try to make it work like it was more like I don't know I mean I, I think especially like around that time too it was kind of like even for me or maybe like more more so for me but I was like I like recording, you know, like yeah. playing shows is fun. I like playing shows. It's fun. Going on tour is fun. Sometimes, sometimes it fucking sucks and you know, it's hard and we have to like, you know, it's, I don't mind doing it, but like, it's hard sending emails to like five different people and no one gets back to you. And then you, so you finally, someone gets back to you and then you're trying to figure out the show and like mm-hmm. all this stuff, you know, and then trying to do that, you know, 14 times over for like a two week tour um when it's like or we could just 
stay home and record some stuff and it'll be fun you know like we don't have to worry about all that but um i think like that was you know we started to i and i think all of us kind of like once we started playing more again um at like when like pretty many people came out it then it was kind of like okay no this actually is pretty fun like we should try to do this more when we can like you know um try to try to just get out there and like it is fun playing it is fun um you know being able to share the stuff that we're doing so will i know you then now you're gonna you're gonna have to sit through some of this (laughs) shit because that that for me is just like that's a record that you know some of them they just implant on you and i i got a fucking i've had a good life with that record i tell you what yeah found a double decker records in allentown because that's where my grandparents live it's pretty cool that's actually pretty close to where so yeah that's a good record i've never been there too fuck i'll have to check it out yeah your your label keeps things well stocked yeah, over they there. Got, Eric has that all that so, distribution shit figured out. <laughs> he explains it to me sometimes. I don't know what he's talking about ever, but you know, it's cool. I've I've seen our records in record stores, you know. <clears throat> yeah. I just remember I remember picking that up cuz I I didn't know that it was out. Mm. Um and I was like I was like, "Oh shit, yeah. I'll take this." <laughs> and Man, that is uh that's a fucking good ass record, my dude. <laughs> yeah. There's like I don't know, there's a whole feel to that thing that um I don't know, I I feel like your band is in just such a good space when you were yeah, making I it. mean, that one was way different than pretty many people. Um that one was yeah, a lot more most of it pretty much is live. Um, and also at that time, Dennis was still in the band, but he actually isn't on that record. Um, because he, so we lived in that house together in Philly for a year. And then he decided, he's like, I don't want to live in Philly. I'm moving back. Um, and then he like started going back to school and, um, we were like, uh, I mean, that's cool. Like, you know, kind of like what I was saying before, where it's, we're never like, no, we have to do this. Like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You're going to go back to school. Like, what about the band? You know, like it was always just like, no, like we'll do the band. Like, so, so what we ended up doing, um, was it at that point, it was just me, Pat and Spencer really, but we're like, yeah, let's still keep playing. Like Spencer Mm -hmm. started playing bass before that point, Spencer played guitar. Um, and so Mm -hmm. like we, for that record on all the songs on that record, we like kind of the exact opposite of pretty many people where like we, rec- we, we like wrote it pretty many people was like being kind of written as it was being recorded where like for will I know mm-hmm. you then it was like practicing for months, playing these songs over and over again and then just going and recording them like all at the same time, you know, just like all the three of us just playing it all at the same time, which I think like, when we did that, for me especially, and I think all of us, we were just like, shit, yeah, this, <laughs> we should have been doing this way before, you know, like, 
it was definitely like a little yeah. bit of like a um revelation of like man this would be cool but i think also the thing that like why we it's it's also like that's a it's definitely that's a more time intensive like way of making a record like you have to be like committed you know what i mean like you have to be like okay yeah we're gonna practice like multiple times a week we're gonna like this is gonna take up like a bunch of our time and then Mm -hmm. we're gonna record it you know so like it's hard to you know sometimes have that like the ability to like commit that much to it you know um but i think you know luckily for that one we were able to and i think i think that that definitely helped a lot um yeah being in the same house probably <laughs> you know what super helpful honestly it actually wasn't because all right so the problem you have with that versus like when you have like a practice space or somewhere you go to like the problem with having like oh we can go practice in our basement was you're just like sitting around you're just like hanging out you know um you know if it's like mm-hmm. you're like oh you guys want to like practice and like yeah okay cool yeah um but then someone's like, yeah, totally. Uh, I'm just going to make some food first or something. And then, like, they do that. And you're like, yeah, cool. Because like, there's no rush. You know, you don't have a time. You don't, you didn't, like, be like, all right, cool. We're going to practice at right. seven. We have the uh-huh. space from seven till 10. So, like, you know. And then, so, like, you know, someone do that. And then after they're done eating, someone's like, oh, actually, yeah, I just got to run out real quick. I'm going to go grab something. I'll be right back. And then they come back. And then, like, you know, some one of your friends shows up and they're like, yo, what are you guys doing? And you're just like, oh, nothing. And then you just end up hanging out and you're just like, oh, we didn't practice. You know, and it was like kind of like a year of that. And then as soon as we moved out and we all like, like Spencer and I, after that, um, still lived together in an apartment. But uh, after we like didn't all live together was when we actually started, you know, being more productive. And I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah i mean that's it's funny like that's what i thought too when we all lived together i was like oh cool this would be great like we can do stuff all the time and then Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then that's that's i guess the whole point of bringing up that's when we did will i know you then and that's kind of why i think i mean it's not terribly different but like definitely has like a different kind of overall feel to it um than pretty many people was because we were like kind of committing more to like you know just playing as a band rather than like you know building a recording from the ground up it was just mm-hmm. kind of like no you just play it and then when you you play the song and then when the song is over you go into the control room and you hit play and you're like okay cool yeah that's that's pretty much the song that's what we wanted to do we don't do much else you know yeah um which I think was, it, it was hard for me too, a little bit, because like I naturally always am like, well, I don't know. Like, what if we could do this? Or like, you know, you could add this or, you know. And like Pat <clears throat> was really good, I think, at like being the like, you know, on the opposite side of that for me and him just being like, like not, I don't want to say like not picky, but just like being like able to be like, nah, it's cool. Like, this, this is a song. Why don't do all this other stuff? You don't have to do all, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I think, like, I had some reservations, you know, being like, I don't know, like, it's maybe not. But then, like, now, listening back to it, I'm always like, oh, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pat was definitely right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad he uh, stuck up on that one because it's mm-hmm. a good call. Yeah, it's like, it's like but. you're, uh, 
Yeah, you might have been a half a step off at some point in a verse, but yeah. just playing. And that's like, that, I don't know, just that feel of that recording is one of those that <clears throat> just, it reminds me of, like, the way they used to do it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Neil and uh, and Bob yeah. Dylan, they just go for four okay. days and then maybe come back for another four the next month. Yeah. Run through the songs a few times. Pretty much. You know, put it down on tape, as they say. <laughs> I just, like, man, you can really feel, though, like, how you... You all are are so tight, and you're 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 tight to the extent that you can like be a little loose in the vibe mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and honestly, that was another good thing uh, that I learned from Pat. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. because like <laughs> I remember, like you know, and this is kind of a, a little bit of a rewind here, but like back in like high school when we first started playing with Pat. You know, since the three of us, me being like me, uh, Spencer and Dennis, were like super into like Against Me and like Defiance Ohio and that whole scene of being mm-hmm. like, you know, <clears throat> no shade on any of those bands, but we're like we're kind of like sloppy as fuck. You know, like they're not really like playing super well. Where Pat is like a insanely talented drummer and actually like mm-hmm. at that time was like considering like you know going to school for like jazz performance all this stuff so we'd be like showing him <laughs> these songs like yeah we think these bands are really cool and he'd listen to him and be like these bands can't fucking play at all what are you talking about and we'd be like yeah well, who cares like it's not about that like i don't care it doesn't have to be about playing which i think i still agree with the you know a point but then you know as you play more and more and then you're like oh actually maybe it would be cool to like you know kind of hone hone your craft a little bit kind mm-hmm. of like get you know better and then like that's when like you know playing with pat someone who's very very good and good at that and then that kind of like rubbing off a little bit on the rest of us being like yeah no we should like we should really work on like trying to be a good band like trying to play well play like not only like our own individual instruments but like more so focusing like trying to play all together really well Mm -hmm. and i think that was like around that time when we really started to like focus on that and even like focus on on that more so than like um you know i guess the question like for pretty many people for me was always like oh how does this record sound do i think it sounds good oh cool Mm -hmm. yeah i think it sounds good where like for will i know you then i kind of like stopped asking myself that as much but more so it was all of us being like you know like how how does it how are we playing how how is that coming across like yeah yeah like maybe some shit is like you know there's there's definitely some like from you know production standpoint or whatever um some maybe questionable things but it was like whatever that was a good take so who cares you Mm -hmm. know like in the grand scheme of things, that's we're going to place that higher in importance, which I think ultimately is, you know, I think that should be the case, really. Um, but I think for that record, it was definitely like the first um, time of, at least for our own band, of like really kind of like focusing on that, you know? Is that something that you think you've 
gone on to apply to recording other people. I, I think about like specifically Still Life by Katie Ellen just has mm. a great feel to it. And that's very yeah. much a band playing off of each other. Yeah, totally. I mean, it definitely is. Um, it definitely like, you know, <clears throat> I when I'm recording other bands, that is something I'm always like keeping in mind of like trying to trying to achieve, even just because of like, you know, <clears throat> through experience, knowing that. Especially, I mean, obviously, every kind of band is different, and every you know, there's different circumstances for every case like you can't Mm -hmm. there's not like a one size fits all kind of thing but for the most part um you know when you're talking about like a band that wants to record their songs when they usually play their songs together you're usually going to get the best results Uh, the the most you can make it like what they're used to playing then you're Mm -hmm. you're going to get like what you know a a truer sense and if and yeah if that means like you know Oh, it's not like perfectly, you know, isolated or there's like, you know, there's bleed and drum mics and stuff like that. It's just kind of like, so what? You know, like every, so many great songs, recordings, whatever have that shit. So it's like not, it's not something to really get hung up on, you know? Yeah. Um, And especially like doing stuff here, it's like, it's one room, so it's going to happen. So it's like, whatever, just lean into it you know it's fine yeah fuck yes but you playing a nord on the on pushing people <laughs> uh well no <nah. laughs> that's so we did that at minor street too uh-huh so it, it's it's you know the real deal well actually no wait now that i'm thinking about it, no it probably was so instead of using the nord uh, there is like there's a Wurlitzer there. Oh, there's nice! A, yeah, a rose, all the you know the 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 stuff. Um, so that was probably I think I had the actual Wurlitzer. That just sounds beautiful. But ah, love Wurlitzer, man. But that's like another. It's like a we were talking about the fucking Tascam. You yeah, know, you can't find a Wurlitzer for like less than like twenty five hundred dollars right now. So it's ah, fucked up. It's fucked up. It is. It is. It is. It is. Do people tell you that your band is underrated? Do people say that a lot? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've heard, yeah. I've heard the, the most common thing I think you ever hear about a band, if if, if anybody even says anything about Dream Man Canada, it always was like the, oh, you guys, are, you're a band's band yeah. thing. You know, other bands like you. Like people who play in bands like your band. Mm-hmm. And... But like, you know, and then, which I think is like tangentially related to the like, oh yeah, you know, you got underrated, you know, like, but I don't, you know, really know what that means, but I don't know. I think like, that's kind of what I was saying though, too, like, you know, I I was never like, oh yeah, wow, we're, if people say like, oh, you're underrated, it's like also like, you know, I know there's so many bands like at that time too that like we're friends with or playing with or whatever like that like they would be out there like fucking like really like working hard and like touring and doing all the stuff that like to a level that we weren't so i was never like huh well well why do they you know people 
don't like us as much or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. I'm also like, it was, you know, I get it, <laughs> you know, like there's also like, there's elements to this that we aren't doing, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. So I guess, yeah, I, we, we've, we've heard that <laughs> before, but you know, it's. So when did you, <clears throat> when did you, uh, start doing stuff at, at the bunk? Um, I guess maybe around like four years ago, I guess like 2016, 2017 around then, like I think maybe fall of 2016, um, was when, so, um, I guess to like, you know, give a little bit of the backstory, but like, so this is, yeah, the house like I was saying, uh, the house that Augusta grew up in. Mm-hmm. And um, so her mom was living up here. And then she moved to Philly um, probably like, oh, I guess a while ago at this point, like maybe like eight or so years ago. And when she moved out of the house, um, she was actually renting the house to someone like uh, Augusta knew from like high school that they grew up together. And um, they were renting the house for a little bit, I think maybe like two or three years. And then eventually... <clears throat> um, like, but it was never supposed to be like they were going to be there that long. It was kind of more like a, hey, you guys need somewhere to stay. Like, mm-hmm. you, uh, this house, I'm moving to Philly. You can stay here, you know, like get yourself. Cause they were like kind of just like, you know, starting a family, that kind of stuff. Like, it was kind of like, you know, get your, get your bearings. You can stay here while you do that and then figure out what you want to do. So yeah. eventually, after a while, they were like, cool, we're moving out. So when they did that, <clears throat> um, Augusta was like, Hey, we should like if you ever want to like get out of Philly, we can go up. Like the Poconos are really nice, you know. It's like we can now that house is just empty because these people moved out. We can just go out there like and hang out if we want. So we started coming up here, um, and then that's when we started talking about being like, "Hey, like this space would be really cool." Because even like you know, I guess playing in Kaitana at that time, so it's like maybe we should like start you know build it out as like a space like somewhere that we could like play music and stuff you Mm -hmm. know um so that's when we started doing that which i guess was probably summer of like 2016 that also that year might be wrong but i'm going with that um and so like you know spent a few months like getting it to like the bare minimum of like because the thing is too like with the space like it definitely when I say it's like, you know, the old barn above a garage, like it was definitely that for like a long time. And like when we first started doing stuff, like, you know, the door that used to be there was, wasn't there anymore. So like for years, you know, it was just like basically like open, mm-hmm. you know, so there's like a bunch of stuff in here. There's definitely like animals and stuff that have been living in here. All the windows were kind of like, smashed out and not necessarily smashed out but they're all like you know super old and so there was a lot of stuff and it was like totally you know totally unfinished um so there's definitely like a lot of stuff where like okay if this is going to be like you know a usable space where and not that like the neighbors up here because it's it's kind of rural but it's not super rural like there's definitely like neighbors around but like you know we were like, if we're going to try to play music, we have to at least do something so we're not just, like, making a bunch of noise with, like, open windows uh-huh, the entire time, uh-huh. you know? So, um, 
so yeah, like doing that. And I think, I think it was a few months of doing that. And then it was around like the fall of that year, um, was the first time, uh, had somebody come up to, to record. Yeah. And even then it was like still very, <laughs> very, very bare bones at that point. But yeah, you made some fucking good sound stuff up there. <laughs> Thanks. That. Yeah. I mean, it's been fun. Like, you know, progressively like you know because it's always just like work in progress you know it's always changing and it's always like slowly being able to like add stuff to it whether it's like recording stuff or like more even just like you know like i said like having the first band come up here having it 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 was very like bare bones like i was even like i saw like a picture of it the other day and just being like oh my god i can't believe like it used to look like that in here, like, mm-hmm. and like, I was like telling a band, like, yeah, come up, it's gonna be great. Like, I have the, I have this studio now, you know. But like, um, but like, so even you know, just like slowly like building it out more and more, and like, and it's cool because it's fun. Um, I don't know, I've always had like kind of an interest in that sort of stuff, but never had like the space or anything to like do anything like that. So it is fun, like you know trying to come up with like even just like in like new designs of like how I want to like build the room or how I want to like you know try to like do different things and see how that like oh how does this make it sound in here like what if I did this or like you know being able to mess around with that kind of stuff is is really fun you do the uh you do the last three-man cannon LP up there right yeah sure did fucking good track even then yeah i was looking at a picture of that it's like it's very different yeah i guess that was like also like part of um wanting to like have build like a space was also like that sense of to be like oh be cool like we could three mechanic could record here you know we could like Mm -hmm. have a space where we could do stuff and then you don't have to worry about like you know trying to you know sneak in time when we can at minor street in Philly, like around like the sessions that people are actually paying for, you know, like yeah, just being able to like, cause that was always the hard thing is like, okay, we want to do this and we're, you know, serious about it, but it's also like, you can't plan anything cause you have to like last minute be like, okay, Oh, th- this day's open and no one's going to be there. So we could go use it because it's not like, you know, the studio is not going to be booked then anyways. Um, right. But you can't plan like, oh, maybe we can like do, you know, three days in a row, like a couple weeks from now, because it's like, no, you kind of have to leave that open in case someone who actually is going to pay for those days wants to do that, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. so that was like, okay, cool. Well, maybe if we have our own space and then, then we don't have to even worry about that. We can just like, you know do the same thing like getting back to like doing all the recording stuff ourselves but also then being able to you know also do it on our own schedule and stuff too and our own yeah kind of yeah um when did spencer pass um it was july of not this um not 2020, but 20, July 2019. Mm-hmm. 
yeah so um about yeah a little over a year and a half ago at this point do you mind if i ask like how you found out uh yeah i mean i found out because i was i was here um it was on it was on it was the fourth of july um and uh it was really early in the morning i was like maybe around like seven or so um augusta woke me up um because she was like hey um uh so kathleen which is dennis's uh wife i guess because the other thing that i guess she she had texted augusta being like hey can you call me you know because i think she was trying to get in touch with me but the thing about being up here too is like the cell service is really bad Mm -hmm. so i think like you know she was trying to like call um or message or whatever um but it wasn't going through so i think augusta like talked to her and she told her what was going on and then that was when like augusta woke me up told me what was going on and then like you know immediately we were just like okay like i feel like we i like woke up found out what happened and then like you know 15 minutes later we were already like on the highway driving to scranton which was like you know 45 minutes or so from where where we are here um wow but yeah so um but even then it was like you know it was very very confusing because like one you know waking up to that it being early like um and then just still like you know knowing knowing that is what happened but like not not like processing like it yet like still or like you know still being like you know like what do you mean like i don't even know like how what do you mean this is happening right now and then like mm-hmm. you know and and having no idea like what even happened you know like mm-hmm. um like how did it? it's not like because it wasn't like you know <clears throat> not that it would be any better but like you know like oh this happened and like you know something like specific happened or something it was just like you know you wake up and you hear that you know someone that you really love has passed away and you have no idea like Mm -hmm. what you know what i mean like it's kind of like obviously like the last thing that you're ever thinking or expecting would happen and then all of a sudden it did and you're just like reeling from it you know right but there's no yeah there's no accident it was right yeah right there's not like yeah there's nothing and and not that I you know I don't know not that it necessarily would make it any easier or anything but like there's no <clears throat> there's no like you're not prepared for it and then there's also no like um oh okay that's what happened okay well at least I can wrap my head around that now I can focus on the fact of like you know 
grieving that now this person is gone, you know, Mm -hmm. but like it's, you have, it's, it's all of those things on top of the fact that you're grieving that, you know, someone you love is gone, but Uh, I'm so sorry, dude. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, definitely, definitely, um, miss him a lot for sure. Um, thinking about him a lot, but you know, I'm glad that we were friends when we could be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's a great person. And I think that was very, very evident. Um, you know, when all that shit happened because the amount of people that were like, you know, mm-hmm. I think the the amount of people that were like, you know, stung by that loss is just like kind of goes to show you that, which I mean, I always knew about Spencer, but like, you know, how many people, um, you know, or I get how many lives like Spencer lived in, you know, mm-hmm. like how many people just knew Spencer loved him and, uh, you know, were like, you know, deeply affected by his, his presence and his personality and just like the way that he was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> in, in a, I guess not so strange sense, but like that was, it, it was nice even just like, <clears throat> you know, after the fact to be like something that really I already knew, but just to like see it confirmed like that was, I was like, yeah. And like, I always knew he was someone who was very special and I felt lucky to have known for so long and have been close to you for so long and seeing that um, kind of like, you know, support was definitely just like, yeah, okay. I already knew it, but it's just like, there's, there's no doubt now, you know, yeah. with how many people are like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody knew Spencer, you know, and everybody loves Spencer, you know, like it's, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, have you It seems like such a small matter uh considering, but you know, have you I guess I just I that vision that you have of of the bunk being a a space for y'all to continue to make music together it seems like something that you could continue to do if you wanted to the three of you yeah definitely i mean <clears throat> and it's it's for sure i mean it's for sure something we we still talk about um you know <laughs> um we haven't really done anything yet but i think that that's also i mean there's you know there's a bunch of other factors that go in that to, into that too, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, so, but, you know, we still, we do every once in a while, you know, like, yeah, you know, we will do that, you know, like, or, um, I think, I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to speak for everybody, but like, I do think though, like, even though we've talked about that, we still, something that i've thought about and i'm i'm like i said we haven't exactly talked about it but like i'm sure 
that Pat and Dennis think about too. It's just like, you know, that first time that we do that, well, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be weird. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be like, okay, you know, what do we do? What, how, you know, like what, how, how do we like, you know, address this thing that like it's that is so so different now you know Mm -hmm. um and you know not that not that we can't or like or you know don't want to or anything like you know we obviously like you know we've like independent of like music stuff or band stuff or anything like you know we have obviously been talking about it and you know talking to each other um because like you know even going back to the way before what i was saying just like that idea of like you know yeah it's like spencer was her bandmate but like really before bandmate we were like we're you know we're friends so it's like mm-hmm. you know there's like that whole world that's even like even though they're so closely like tied together they still are like you know, two separate things is just ho- just this happen to like overlap in a pretty big way where they almost almost looks like one circle, but it's still just the slightest little you know. Yeah, it's his um, it's his energy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I and I think um, you know, <clears throat> navigating that for sure is um is challenging. Is will continue to be a challenge, I'm sure, for you know maybe forever but um but yeah i mean i I think like that is kind of what like we were saying of you know we have the space we can and um you know i think we will i'm hoping that we will and uh yeah i think it's you know it's it's something that is like even if it's slow it is still something that I, I think is like, it's nice to have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it might take a while, but that's also, we take a while. That's what we do. You know what I mean? Like it's no, no, no different in that sense that like, Oh, well, it's, you know? Yeah. But. Well, I hope that, I hope that it, then it does for for your hope that it does mm. yeah yeah okay you are making music with your partner who is mm-hmm. fantastic and a lovely human and a, <laughs> one of the great talents of our of our generation when I saw that you and Augusta were playing together, I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is going to be so great. And once again, I was right. <laughs> once again. That has to be fun as fuck to do. The yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is really, I mean, because it's like, you know. <laughs> we already spend so much time together and then you just get to play music together too you know like I, that uh the first 
like tour that we did when it was just the two of us and we did the tour <clears throat> where we opened up for Slaughter Beach Dog and like that was like so much fun because it was you know just the two of us because we you know we didn't really have a band we still don't really have like a solid set band but like um but yeah just being able to do that and like go on tour and play music like that was a uh, was definitely very fun you know and very very easy to do yeah i get so much joy out of just like listening to those songs and then you know hearing keys that are like fucking i know that keyboard <laughs> yeah i know that guitar tone <laughs> gus gus gives me shit sometimes for that <laughs> what i'm like oh we should do this part i'm like oh you know this part would be really cool it sounds nice she's like yeah that's a, that would be a three-man cannon part and i'm like yeah but you know i mean that makes sense like she's, a, she's the biggest three-man cannon fan that's that yeah there is that's you know my dude it was it was great having you on especially after talking to to gus talking to jake talking to anika oh, the yeah. fucking care that you put into both of those recordings just you're it's like you're getting better and better and better and it's i don't know man it's been fun to watch thank you thanks thanks for watching i guess <laughs> thanks for coming on oh thanks for having me all right but check out three man cannon online three man cannon.bandcamp.com gladdy.bandcamp.com betteryetpod.com betteryetpodcast.bandcamp.com pledge to the show on patreon patreon.com slash betteryetpodcast we will see you next week thank you friends just cry loud.